welcome back to episode 44 here at Tech Headlines Today, the podcast that brings you the top tech headlines. If you want more information on a topic we cover, check out the show links in the description. Subscribe and follow if you're new here, and let's get into it. Ransomware attacker sentenced to five and a half years in prison. An Estonian man, Maxim Berizin, was sentenced to five and a half years in prison for participating in 13 ransomware attacks. The DOJ says Berizin bought a Ducati motorcycle, two Porsches, and jewelry with the stolen money, and had electronic devices containing Bitcoin wallet passwords, holding more than a million at his home. The ransomware attacks Berizin participated in caused an estimated $53 million in losses, the department says, and he was ordered to pay $36 million in restitution as part of his sentence. All told, that essentially means the attacks will have cost Berizin $25 million out of pocket. Not that most of the money will ever be repaid. This is not meant to be harsh, but to give victims a realistic view of restitution, the DOJ says on its website. It's quite likely that a victim may not receive any, or may only receive partial, restitution. UAE Crypto Push sees Bybit and Crypto.com announce Dubai offices. Crypto exchange Bybit on Monday said it will open its global headquarters in Dubai, and crypto platform Crypto.com said it would establish a regional hub there. The latest moves in the UAE's drive to become a center for the virtual asset sector. Dubai granted virtual asset licenses to Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange, and FTX Europe, a subsidiary of one of the largest crypto exchanges, FTX. Halal Almari, Director General of Dubai Department of Economy and Tourism, told an investment conference in Dubai on Monday that the UAE aspires to become a global capital for virtual assets and other sectors like the metaverse. We see the talent movement coming here. We see major corporates, banks, and other multinationals that are starting to tiptoe into the space, choosing the UAE as their home to do that, he said. Lapsus found a spreadsheet of passwords as they breached Okta, documents show. The Lapsus hackers used compromised credentials to break into the network of customer service giant Cytel in January, days before subsequently accessing the internal systems of authentication giant Okta, according to documents seen by TechCrunch that provide new details of the cyber intrusion that have not yet been reported. The documents provide the most detailed account to date of the Cytel compromise, which allowed the hackers to later gain access to Okta's network. According to the timeline, the hackers accessed a spreadsheet on Cytel's internal network early on January 21 called Dom Admin's LastPass. The file name suggests that the spreadsheet contained passwords for domain administrator accounts that were exported from a Cytel employee's LastPass password manager. Cytel issued a company-wide password reset after Lapsus accessed their network on the 21st, just 14 hours after they accessed the spreadsheet of passwords. Elon Musk floats creating a Twitter rival, but don't hold your breath. Elon Musk is considering starting his own social media platform to prioritize free speech and keep out online propaganda. Musk expressed some dissatisfaction with Twitter by tweeting a poll. The majority of the users said they believe Twitter does not adhere to free speech principles. A follow-up tweet from Musk then added, is a new platform needed? Musk has also stated, I'm giving serious thought to this. As for Musk, it's possible his interest in developing a new social media platform will fizzle out. He often floats ideas on Twitter that never really materialize. In 2018, he said he was creating a site called Pravda to let the public track the credibility scores of journalists, but nothing came of it. Washington Health District suffers another data breach. A health district in the state of Washington has made its second data breach announcement of 2022. Both data breaches at the Spokane Regional Health District occurred when employees fell victim to phishing attacks. 
On January 24th, the district confirmed that personal data may have been compromised when an unauthorized individual compromised an employee's email account on December 21st, 2021. An internal investigation concluded that while no documents appeared to have been opened, accessed, or downloaded, the attacker may have previewed a client's protected health information. The potential disclosure may have affected 1,058 individuals and involved data includes names, dates of birth, case numbers, counselors' names, test results, dates of urinalysis, medication received, and date of last dose. In a written statement issued in January, SRHD Deputy Administrative Officer Lola Phillips said that the district had secured the email account and reinforced cybersecurity training with the staff that contains use of multi-factor authentication and performing additional testing on the system. How much is your stolen credit card worth on the dark web? If you've never seen a fraudulent charge on your credit card statement, consider yourself lucky. It's no secret that card data is bought and sold on the dark web, but the extent and ease of this commerce might be worse than you imagined. A new report from NordVPN puts it in perspective. Nord partnered with unnamed cybersecurity researchers who analyzed illegal databases and calculated a risk index for every country, mapping out the most likely country for a credit card to be sold on the dark web. NordVPN found that the average cost of getting your credit card information is about $10, and at that price, it can still bring in plenty if a hacker has a lot of numbers to sell. Dark web lists aren't only compiled for massive data breaches anymore. Some card information is brute-forced, which is really more like highly educated guessing to figure out a card's number. Whether you're robbed or not, your debit and credit card are still at risk. Take a close look at your statements, and don't be surprised if your bank calls you to ask about suspicious charges. What does space travel do to our brain? Brain.space, an Israeli brain infrastructure startup, today launches out of stealth with the announcement of an 8.5 million seed funding round led by Mangrove Capital Partners. The startup Brain.space has developed a headset that will lead to humanity's most extensive brain activity open source data platform. It will provide researchers, medical practitioners, and software developers the underlying foundation to interpret, analyze, and build brain activity products and services. There is currently no high-quality longitudinal data regarding the neural changes in space missions, so the company Brain.Space wants to send their technology to space to measure how being in space affects the brain. Brain.Space will conduct its experiment from April 2nd through the 8th in the International Space Station with the help of Ben Gurion University and will analyze the results to determine whether the astronaut's cognitive functions change in microgravity. Asus to lower GPU pricing by up to 25% after U.S. lifts Trump-era tariffs. Good news for GPU buyers, Asus is slashing its prices for PC graphics cards in response to the U.S. temporarily lifting Trump-era tariffs on certain Chinese imports. Gamers and PC enthusiasts will see lower prices on Asus GeForce RTX 30 series graphics cards starting on April 1st, the company said in an email on Monday. Lower prices will affect entry-level GeForce RTX 3050 and RTX 3060, mid-range RTX 3070, and the high-performance RTX 3080 and 3090 graphics cards, the vendor added. Consumers should expect prices to decline up to 25% on different models throughout the springtime. The price cuts will also apply to AMD's Radeon RX graphics card, an Asus spokesperson said. The news comes days after the Biden administration temporarily lifted the tariffs on graphics cards and motherboards imported from China, which led to decreased prices on the products. The Biden administration is only offering the tariff exclusions until the end of the year, although it could grant an extension. 
Electric car life cycle emissions to fall 10% by 2030, report finds. Life cycle emissions from electric cars in the UK are expected to lower over the next decade due to manufacturing changes and greener electricity grid and analysis has found. Due to the UK's relatively clean energy mix, a typical electric car is estimated to save around 65% greenhouse gas emissions compared to an equivalent conventional gasoline car. By 2030, electric vehicles could have 76% lower emissions due to improved battery technology, battery manufacturing, and end-of-life treatment. Nicholas Hill, an associate director at Ricardo, said, We are all aware of the operational environmental benefits of driving an electric car, but this study has provided further confirmation that those benefits are also significant in the UK when considering the full life of the vehicle from manufacturing to the end of life. Transport Minister Trudy Harrison said, It's fantastic to see the government's move to power up the electric revolution is being backed by this groundbreaking analysis. We've already committed two and a half billion pounds to support the rollout of EVs across the UK, cleaning up our air, boosting green job opportunities in our towns and villages, and improving convenience for drivers. WhatsApp tests big upgrade to file transfer size limit. WhatsApp has increased its file size limit for transfers from 100 megs to 2 gigabytes for users in Argentina. For now, the test is running exclusively in Argentina, but is available on Android and iOS as well as desktop and web apps. Users in Argentina can also send these larger files to users outside the country. There's no guarantee that WhatsApp will roll out the extended file size limit to other countries in the future, but it would be a sensible play from a competitive standpoint. WhatsApp competitor Telegram currently allows for 2 gig file transfers between users, and it previously had a 1.5 gig limit as far back as its launch in 2013. We'll have to wait and see if the feature is expanded to other regions, but the 4K video recording capabilities of smartphones aren't making the sorts of files people share any smaller. And that wraps up another episode of THT. Thanks again for joining us. Share this episode on social media if you got something out of it, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>